is a cracker's thing for a company with 500 reviews. Uh, it all started through an eBay store. So I was still DJing at night. I still got some income coming in. But with regards to plumbing, it was dead. Nearly five months of nothing happening. And for whatever reason, I just thought, you know what? I used to sell records on, on eBay. I wonder if I can sell boilers. I put a couple of ads on eBay. Hey, presto, about a week later, two weeks later, got a phone call. It wasn't word of mouth. It was advertising, marketing. We did roadside advertising, Sheffield United at the back of the South Stand. We had ads outside Asda. They were everywhere. And I was thinking, right then, carry on like this. We're going to be turning over a million pounds. This episode with Tommy Leesmuda was incredible. So good we've split it into two parts. The depth of knowledge that he has, the experience that he's had, really shape who he is today and the value he can offer. He really just shares so incredibly openly. It's fantastic to listen to. You're going to come away with so much that you can actually take action on. And he talks about his failures as well as his successes. It's an incredible episode. Let's dive in. So Tommy, you've talked quite a lot about this mountain that you climbed um, and how successful you were on the marketing side. I'd really like to delve in a little bit deeper there. What did you start doing that started working? How did it work? And uh, yeah, how how was that so successful? Yeah, sure. Well, let's let's go back to the start of it. Um, as already mentioned, I, I used to run a, a record shop. Um. And when I was running the record shop, you know, it's towards the back end of, of the vinyl era for, for any of them um, DJs out, out there before MP3s were really a, a big, a big thing. And um, what, what I found was, was working at the record shop was selling vinyl on, on eBay. So it took me, it took me a long time to get qualified. And then once I got qualified, I was just like your, your typical plumber. You know, full central heating systems, bathrooms, outside taps, trying to fix something, but not not being very good at fixing things. You know, I was just a general, uh, a general plumber, relying on word of mouth. And then uh, one summer, two thousand and twelve, that word of mouth became a little quiet. And one month went past, two months went past, three months went past. Luckily, I'd still got my my foot through the door DJing. So I was still DJing at night. I still got some income coming in. But with regards to plumbing, nothing. It was dead. I think it was four, nearly five months of us wanting a boiler fitting. Someone who I didn't know. It wasn't word of mouth. It was advertising. Marketing was was working. Um, that particular August... Uh, I can remember getting getting three jobs on, taking my uh, cousin's young lad out of school. I think he was uh, out of his school holidays. I think he was fourteen at the time, and I'm, I'm dragging him around, uh, fitting fitting boilers. And I thought, hang on, this this is this it's all right. This I'm making hundreds. You know, I'm not just getting paid a day rate, hundred pound, hundred and fifty pound a day. 
I'm making three, four hundred pound a day here through working for people that didn't know me. It wasn't word of mouth. Um, so that that's where it started. Uh, that's where I, I came up with with the initial idea of uh, fixed price boilers, five star service. Although it wasn't necessarily five star service at the time, it's what what I moved into later on. But you know the idea that you could speak to somebody over the phone, ask them the right questions and come up with the idea that, yeah, this is just a, a straight combi boiler swap. Um, some of the questions that I, I developed into the system then kind of came up on, on Boxed years later. Okay, so if Boxed, this was 2012, back end of, of 2012, Um. So the following year, 2013, uh, things are going pretty well for me. Um, the person who helped design my eBay page um, was was developing websites, and and she said to me, "Should we should we build a website?" Yeah, absolutely. So the first website was built 2013, uh, followed by another website in in 2014. It was probably about 2014 that, that that first website started working. Don't seem to remember it much, 2013. Uh, maybe it was. I, I don't have the records on that. But certainly by 2014, I was in a race, uh, a two-horse race with uh, so someone else in this? Sheffield that I have a lot of respect for. And it was just me and yeah. that firm trying to uh, trying to get to number one spot in in, in Sheffield. Um, at this point, because what year we're going to now? Two thousand fourteen. Um, we did as a team because so I went from sole trader to to four members of staff. Um, one hundred twenty five boilers in what, year two of of the company. Went from 25 boilers as a sole trader when the eBay store kicked in to 125 boilers with with a team of, of four of us. Um, and obviously the money's coming in by, by this point. And if the money's coming in, what is a small business owner going to do other than go on holiday and put it down as deposit on a house? You're going to put it back into your business because this time next year, Rodney... I was looking at trajectories. I was looking at it and I was thinking, right, then carry on like this. And we're going to be turning over a million pounds by 2017 or something. I can remember. I can remember real thinking this time next year, Rodney, I'm, I'm on to this. Um, so we're throwing money at, at the wall. It was literally wherever we saw a space. I saw a space and thought, I can get my logo on that wall. I can get my phone number on that wall. Um, and we, we did roadside advertising. We did, uh, Sheffield United at the back of the cop, at the back of the South stand. Um, we had ads outside Asda. They were everywhere. Um, our Yell account manager once said to me, cause we were spending a lot, a lot of money with, with Yell.com. Um, she, she once said to me, I, you know, I can't go anywhere in, in, in Sheffield without, without seeing your logo. And it was true because we were just splashing money. She, she, she liked coming to see us because she was always walking away with, with a bonus, um, of, of making another sale. Um, so by this point to 2015, 
Um, I've still got still got the data on this. We we spent thirteen thousand pounds on what I'll say is advertising. We've got two websites live by this point. Um, first one was very dated now, but it worked. You've got to think back 2012, 2015. It worked. Okay. Um, this was like before responsive websites were, were a thing. Okay. Um, the second one, I'll be honest, it wasn't very good, but I didn't know enough about it. And we were paying for advertising to send customers to a website that was not optimized for you know for customer service. Um, either way, we, we we kept on getting leads, uh, we kept on installing boilers, we kept on taking on more more and more staff. And what what I referred back to earlier on, you know, getting to to the top of that mountain, I think that was 2000, 2016. Um, we did hundred and eighty three hundred and eighty five boilers as as a team, which I know you know there's a lot of business as businesses out there established successful businesses that do a hell of a lot more um, than that and I know there's a lot of businesses out there that got into you know um, eco doing doing boilers on on grant and basically doing two a day but this this was face to face combat face to face quotations on 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 homeowners. And you know, and anybody in our industry knows that dealing with, with with homeowners and having to jump through the hoops to keep 185 homeowners happy. But the quotations clearly, if if we were, I, I can remember it was 55% win ratio, around about that. You know, um, we were double bubble, 350 quotes that year. That had to be surveyed and, and processed. And and out of that, 100, 185, 183 boilers got installed. And that's where everyone would, would look at what I describe as the Eiffel Tower and think, oh, well, that's a successful business. But it, it, it wasn't. But you must have you must have been making money to get there, like, surely. Like, how? Because it went on quite a long time to get up to that scale. So where was it that it wasn't actually you know something sustainable because you must have there must have been profit somewhere to keep going well, well well that's that's the problem isn't it you know um parkinson's law our friend mike mccowitz talks a lot about parkinson's law um particularly around profit first um it also to some extent is is dis- described in in pumpkin plan in four hour work week you know there's loads loads of these uh, business books that that we listen to that refer back to to parkinson's law whatever resources you have as a homeowner or as as a business owner you use yeah simple as that so whatever money were coming in because this time next mm-hmm. year Rodney, i thought i was going to be like like a millionaire we were spending more vans, more staff, more advertising. So it was it was actually uh, around 2016 when I was spending so much money with Yell.com um, that I started looking at the data and thinking, right then, I'm, out of these 350 leads, for instance, how many leads are coming from Yell.com? How many are coming from um, Check Trade? How many are coming from Which? How many are coming from Worcester? How many is coming from Ideal? From 
uh, from from Valent. How many is coming from that sign that we put up outside Asda? One, I think. Um, how how many leads are coming through PPC? Your your deal with uh, Yell.com on mm. on PPC, uh, and how many leads are, are coming via Google? Oh yeah, I found you on Google. All right, yeah. And we're tracking all that data, and that's how we, you know, it's a famous thing that's we, we talk about on um, on on the training is we track the data down to one pound forty per lead via your website. When you're taking the fifty five percent win ratio on average, um, it comes to two pound forty one per paying customer um, who wanted a boiler installation, which is insane it's insanely low compared to at the time um getting confirmed customers from from which and checker trade for 130 150 pounds and uh, the final moment when when i cancelled with with yell bear in mind it did work in the early years i'm not denying that worked in the early years but when i got into tracking the data and i was watching well it's not doing as well as what it was three four years ago that's when we summarized well actually every paying customer via yell.com is costing 303 pound straight off no straight straight off the bottom line um Mm. compared to as website here is generating customers for two pound 40 where are we going to put as effort so over the years, as we you know peaked that mountain and, and ultimately was doing a lot, a lot of boilers for a, a, a low amount of money with with the staff, um, we started to come back down the mountain. Started spending less every year on on advertising and putting more focus into um, not just the SEO, but the type of customer that we were going to be serving, rather than going after the cheap, cheap. You know, rather than going after the volume, it was going after the more quality um, customers from the nicer end of town, the customers that are going to pay for more money for for them brands. More importantly, the customers that are going to more likely to to get you on 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 a service for the next five to ten years, rather than the customer that was just going for the bottom of the barrel boiler installation whoever quotes the cheapest get gets a job and when when you contact them the following year to remind them that they need a boiler service they, they just ignore you yeah so it was like an evolution mm. but it all started this is a crackers thing you know uh, for for a company with 500 reviews uh, it all started through an ebay store doing boilers so- for a thousand quid so you, what actually happened then, just just to summarize that, is that you there was learnings that you already had about marketing. You kicked it off. There were things that you were doing which were the right things to be doing. And then as you started to gain momentum there that you were like, right, we've got all this cash. There's all these other marketing channels that we can open up. But what you weren't doing at the start was actually measuring the return on investment for each of those channels. And that's the thing that you brought in later, right? That then fixed that problem. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I see in the the industry time and time and time and time again. It's like, 
you know, it's like it's like measuring up in the toilets. How many boilers have you have, have you installed? Yeah, which clearly, you know, the more white boxes that goes in, obviously that them white boxes per day is worth more than than most other work that we do. So yeah, I can see that um, is a stat to look at, but it's only a stat. A white box does not equal profit; it just equals money in. Um, and, and yeah, we, you know, we, we started off cheap, started off with getting busy, just like I see in the industry, I got too busy for myself. So took on one apprentice, start training up one apprentice, then another apprentice became available. So I was training up two, I got them both qualified, got them out in, in, in a van, um, brought my now wife in, into the business as well. So then it was a team of four. But we just kept on getting busier and busier. And every time I got busy, the answer was get another set of hands, get another van. So we, you know, built up to a modest seven members of staff with, with running on three vans. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the overheads went through through the roof because where are you going to put three vans? Where are you going to put seven members of, of staff? We had to take on a unit. And then that just total, totally opened up another um, expense. Um, where where one of my failures was, I, I think, is when you're taking on more staff, people think, right, so I've got more capacity. If I have more capacity, I can sell more time. I can make more money. Um, but where people misjudge this is every member of staff that you take on needs management time. And not only do they need manage, you know, investing time into managing them, but now the work that you were turning away before, they're doing that, but you need even more work. So you've got now got to spend more money on advertising slash or more time put put in put into marketing. And then you get to the point, well, now now we need a unit. So it's it's just it's just part of the story that, that we want to share in in Built to Last that it's not a race, mm. you know, it's, you've, you've got to slow down, put the foundations in first, your time, your money, understand what it is that we're actually building, you know, going back to the analogies, or, or we're building a, a, a bungalow for, for just our family, or we're building an apartment block that's going to hold, hold six to eight members of staff, um, or bloody hell, I've, I've got, ginormous kahunas and I'm going to build the Colosseum. Mm. Well, if that's the case, you're going to need mighty big foundations and you're going to need specialist people to be part of, of your, your team. But it's um, all about at the start, defining those objectives and putting something in place to measure that because almost my biggest frustration with when you speak to marketeers is, okay, they want to focus on clicks to the website or, even cost per lead, like that is never going to be your actual objective. Your objective could be, okay, I want either a profitable customer or, or even I'm measuring actual customer lifetime value because I've got the infrastructure set up to work on a repeat basis with that customer. And therefore I know I can spend this amount to generate this return with a customer over X amount of time. But if you're just focusing in on, oh, great, I can generate a lead at £20 a lead, £2 a lead, whatever it is, 
it may not matter if if that's not actually converting into that objective and that objective is never going to be that high up the funnel and so defining what it is that you want and having that process and those systems in place to measure it is so so important from the start yeah and this is this oh, we could open up and write tin of worms here talking about marketing okay and that is you know definitely something i see with, with marketers it's all about top of funnel you know, they don't think, and, and, you know, hang on, if you've studied marketing, why are you not educating me, the non-marketeer, yeah. on on lifetime value? The, the, you know, it's too fair slow. Enough, we, we, we do need, we do, if we are going to be a growing company, definition of growing, growing, you know, more people, more customers. If we're going to be a growing company, we need to address top of funnel. Yes, we, we we need that. We might not want to be a growing company. We might have got to wherever it is that we need to be and we're happy at that level. We just may want to improve our funnel, improve our customer journey, improve the lifetime value of, of each and every customer. And this is something that I, I going back to, you know, the people that are, only looking at the number of white boxes that that they're putting on on the wall of very good how many of them are are, are you going to be back to next year to to service the boiler because that when you sit down and you do the maths let's say you make 800 quid for putting that white box on on the wall which yes it's not just in the day because we have to factor in the fact that we went out and, and quoted on on that job we have to factor in the fact that we had to go out and quote on the other job that we didn't win in order to get that one job let's say it's 50 percent win ratio uh, so I've, I've quoted two jobs to win the one job to install the one job to do the paperwork for, for the one job which equals 800 pound but the thing is if you do such a if you plan this out correctly, Do not only do a fantastic job of putting that white box on, on the wall and serving that customer with a five-star service, but you put the thinking and the planning into, I'm now going to sell the service plan to this customer as well. You could easily double your money over the next 10 years by, by doing £80 services. Not to mention, not just the lifetime value of that customer that you're serving, but the lifetime value of all the customers that that customer is going to introduce you to. Yeah. So arguably there's more money in maintaining that, that customer relationship Mm -hmm. beyond the first instance. Now, obviously we're we're talking to all trades here. So it's not just about the the boiler industry. Um, Some trades cannot, have that after sales. Um, I, you know, I work very closely with Sparky, and you know, Sparky struggle to get back, do a test every five years, every, mm-hmm. every ten years. So I know it's it's different, but for you know, for them people in in the heating industry, start think you know, stop and think about this. How are we going to get maximum lifetime value out of, out of each and every customer? How are we going to focus on on the repeat business? How are we going to focus on encouraging that customer to make a referral to their friends, family, and mm-hmm. uh, and neighbours? I think um, I think also though, whilst for 
electricians, it, it is harder because you don't have that, okay, the boiler needs to be serviced every year, so you need to come back. Homeowners are going to constantly need access and, and a relationship with well, any trade, but in that example, an electrician. Um, so you can still be thinking about it in terms of a, a lifetime value because if you are trustworthy, super impressive, um, communicate well, all of that stuff, you are going to be the person. Your business is going to be the business that gets called when that that homeowner has, has an issue in future. So... Mm. Like having the ability to to measure and track that is super important, and and you can still there's still a lot you can do in terms of even setting up like repeat communications to remind people who you are. I mean, I know you probably talk about a lot of this. Some people have like sort of fridge magnets or like things that make it easy for you to be there when you're needed. Yeah, yeah, top of mind. You know? I don't I don't think um listeners will forgive me if I don't ask. Uh yeah, what's uh tell me tell me tell me what the beef is. Oh yell.com. Yeah. Sorry, it's my Sheffield accent, isn't it? Yeah. I said yell.com. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ha- t- totally happy. No, no beef. No, no beef, mate. Yeah. No beef. Okay. It's yeah. just my accent. You can't well, pick out yeah. All right. yell.com. I have to sometimes say, yeah, M for mother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, 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 no beef. I, I, I was still pretty friendly with with the sales manager who who left um, Yell dot com. Um, she was lovely. She was just doing what she'd been trained. What the problem was, and I think this is something that you, you've experienced at, at your um, former company. What the problem was is that the sales process was smooth mm. it was the after it was the product mm. where it fell down um there were three oh, i wonder about three because I, I can definitely remember two uh, main products that that we invested into coming maybe back end of 2013 i started um lsps so local sponsored prominence or lps okay it's basically top three listings you had all the free listings underneath, but if you want to be guaranteed, and it was basically like a Google search, but you're going to to, to yell. If you want to be guaranteed to be in them top three um, spots, are you sponsoring it? And I sponsored pretty much most of the North and, and, and the Midlands, okay? Um, the second one, the second one was, was PPC, which just outright was disgusting, I think. Uh, holding in into a, I think that's where the beef comes from. That's beef mm-hmm. and gravy. Um, it was a six month contract which you couldn't get out of. They would prolong it and keep saying, "Yes, we'll give you another month free on the house." Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, "I don't want another month. It's you're wasting my time." Um, from the six months, and we might have had two leads but I can remember we had one job and and basically the cost of the six months of that contract were I don't know eight times more than what the gross profit on the job was don't forget we had to pay for a boiler as mm-hmm. well so I got one job out of 
a six month contract, which was about eight months of, of them delivering PPC services for us. Uh, so the product was useless. £53 a click, one click came through because they used to send reports to be absolutely transparent um, with, with with their customers. And me being me, being one for, for data, I've analysed it and I've flagged up, hang on, this click was £20, this click was £18, but this little piggy um, was £53. Can you can someone explain how your computer has, has let a click go through for, for £53? Well, I think we should move on from that PPC. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> who do you find inspiring in the heating industry? Like, who should people follow? Who, 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 who's, who's doing doing a lot? Ray Stafford is my undercover. I've got an undercover crush on on Ray Stafford. I'd like to call him Yoda. Okay, what's uh, what does Ray do? He ins- and does he inspire people? Yeah, oh. I think he inspires people. He's a leader. Yeah, he's, he's a Just leader. Just for anyone who doesn't know, what um, what business does he run? All oh, right, uh, Williams slash trade trade only. Uh, what I um, really admire about about Ray is he gives his time, he gives his time and his experience. Wait, he barely ever mentions. Williams, he's giving up his time to help the industry, mm. and that I've you know I've got a lot a lot of respect for. Yeah, nice. that was like a quick fire qu- yeah, uh, yeah, question and answer, wasn't it? So I throw that one in. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> eBay, you mm-hmm. you sort of had the idea. Let's sell a boiler on eBay. Was anyone else doing that? Were you? Did you search and see? Oh, somebody's selling it. This yeah, this could work. Yeah, um, there was. There was competition. There was people around around the UK, um, but I smashed it. I mm. absolutely smashed it. At the time, it was oh eight brands. There were a lot of brands. To me, it was a white box with six pipes coming out of it. Um, people was using. I guess this is where where I started understanding and learning about SEO. Were people going to eBay to look for a boiler? No, they wasn't. They were searching on Google for particular models. And at the time, because I've not seen this happen, but you search for a particular product. In fact, yeah, you search on anything. It's going to come up with the Amazon products right at the top, doesn't it? You search on Google. Mm-hmm. If a product is available, it puts it in the sales across the top so i think that's that's what was working people were searching for you know ideologic 24 uh valent 831 if you can remember an 831 glowworm betacom etc etc um and and they were they were finding this ebay store but what i kind of had done differently is and branded it no, it wasn't just that typical white box um, that you've you've got from the manufacturers or what you've scraped off and mm. a low quality one off off the internet. I'd actually, gone and put put our brand stamp across it, and and made it you know put a lot of time and effort into writing the des- description of this product is 
if you want X, Y, Z, you can't get that. But if you have this ABC, you can talk to us. Um, to the point that I saw that other people were starting to use my, my images <laughs> to to populate their, even on their website. I kid you not, I've, I've mm. seen, seen people using my images on, on their websites. Um, I'll let it pass. I'll let yeah. it pass. Yeah, and uh, but but when you were selling on eBay, it was like it it was fully installed. I mean, I'm thinking of eBay. I think of like you, you just people are just selling products, but you were actually selling a service, which is super. I was interesting. selling a product. The installation was was free. Nice. Yeah, providing your current boiler meets building regulations and fits into this formula. X, Y, Z, horizontal flu, you know, would you like a magnetic filter with that? I've got to think 2012 here. I mm-hmm. advise a magnetic filter. And a lot of people, um, you know, potentially using eBay were after cheap. Um, a lot of boilers back in the day, early days, might not have had a magnetic filter. In 2012, they were just wanting the cheap of the cheap, but that's what, what, what the regulations were at the time. Um, it'd be interesting to, to have a look on, on Talk mm. T-Bay now and see see what's going on. Um, would I recommend it to any, anybody now? Um, if it gets you started, I think you're going to attract better customers if you have a website that is glowing with five-star reviews and a well-written website with your own branding. We talk about perceived value. What was a perceived value for my business in 2012, 2013? I was just a scruffy sole trader in a scruffy van um, turning up to, to install a cheap boiler. Fast forward five years, we're an established team with a brick and mortar premises branded vans and 300, 400, five-star reviews. The customers back then that was wanting cheap of cheap were not attracted to us or certainly we weren't winning them jobs. But the mm. customers on the posh end of town who were willing to, to pay £800, £900 a day for the for the labour to install that white box um. It's all about perceived value, which is a lot of what, what we talk about in, in the marketing um, section of the course. So final questions then. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about setting out at the beginning of any journey and defining what you want to achieve and setting goals. What do you want to achieve in this next chapter of your life, I guess? like wh- What are your goals? Number one. Spend as much time with my family. Bingo. That's it. It's about time for me. All the way through this journey, it's never been about about money. It's about time. Um, that's what drives me. Number two, um, helping helping other people. You know, I I I really enjoy getting a thank you from someone when I've spent half an hour on, on, on the phone with them. Didn't have to have a monetary value to it. It's the fact that they appreciated, you know, help and, and advice. If I can multiply that by, by 10 
or hundred or a thousand. F- fan- fantastic. Um, the key for me is creating the content, creating the learning to get people to think differently, to help guide them. I'm not saying there's a one size fits all. I'm not saying that this built to last on online training course will make you this time next year, Rodney, it's going to make you a million pound. It's not. There's other people out there with shiny white teeth that may, um, may promise you a seven figure business. Um, that's not me. It's look, let's get the foundations in. Let's understand what it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, let's get it so that you've got the time. You get your time back first, because if you get your time back, you can choose to, to spend it with your loved ones, do the things that you like with the people that you love. Um, or when you've got your time back, you can invest it into your business. Or you've got your time back, you can go and sell it again. And you can make more money. Um, but it's it's all about learn learning to control time. Yeah, and and all you know, just look through the the reviews on on our website, all the way from through them reviewed. It's all about people being pointed out to to investigate this. It's not a blueprint; it's a framework. Every business is different. Every person is different. Um, every person's journey is is different. So no one can say. Is one size fits all. This is the way it's going to happen. We've just got to get the knowledge to walk down the path and have have choices. We've got choices where we go left, where we go right. But unless we actually do something about it, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to keep on walking around in in, in the woods. I see. I see a fair few people like sponges, getting the knowledge as much knowledge as possible. Oh, I've read three books. This month. All right, yeah. How much time have you put to one side to not be on the tools? How much time have you put to to be in the office and, and working on, on your business? I can't because I'm busy. Getting loads of knowledge, brilliant. Um, but you you've you've got to you've got to put the time to one side to actually start implementing that knowledge. Uh something that I, I practice myself and what I advise a lot of people is is an inf- info diet, information diet, yeah? Right, you've read them five books, them big hitters, bestsellers, Profit First, Pumpkin Plan, Oversubscribed, 4-Hour Workweek, you know, go on and on and on. Ray Stafford should do one. Um, You've read them books, brilliant. When are you going to start implementing it? I can't, I'm busy. but they'll keep on absorbing more and more information, watching lots and lots more YouTube channels, lots more podcasts, which are good, you know, if, if it inspires people. But you've, you've got to, got to sacrifice. Maybe that's the wrong word. Sacrifice, mm. invest, however you want to look at it. Every Friday morning, every Monday morning, I'm not going to go out and work. Yes, I could go out and make another 150 quid. Yes, I could go out and, Make another 300 quid. Yeah, but the thing is, no one's going to build your business for you. You keep on doing that. In 10 years' time, you've made another however much 150 quid equals per week. But what did you do with it? Oh, 
bought some nice jeans, went on went on an holiday, started buying some slightly nicer wine, you know, it was an eight pound a bottle of wine. Yeah, but you didn't invest it in, in, into your business mm-hmm. and you're in the same place now as what you were 10 years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the I see key, it all the time. The key is that to actually start, that's the hardest part about any of this. Anything that's like a big shift or a change, something you want to achieve is is just start. I think that's really what what you're saying here and that 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 is the biggest thing that I think you could take away is is take action. It's actually one of our yeah. one of our company values. Um, yeah. Just and perhaps you know, perhaps it doesn't have to be in, in peak season. It doesn't have to be October, November, February, when when that half a day that you're or, or full day that you're giving up could actually be paying you five hundred pounds, six hundred pound, or more. Maybe not. Maybe in peak season, you you cash in. Like a fisherman in fishing season. I'm not sure if they have a fishing season. Um but but it, it's kind of that knowledge of look, I'm I'm gonna smash it for this number of months because the other side of Easter it's gonna start slowing down. And then you just get into a routine that actually, yes, the other side of Easter through to September, you do work three days a week or you do work four days a week and you invest that time in into your business or doing the things that you like with the people that you love fantastic finally then you've talked a lot about about you've touched on it how you can help people just give us a rundown in terms of what you're doing now how you can help people here's your opportunity to plug your services oh oh hello go for it okay uh built to last the training has, has been around for, for the last three years. Please go along to the Boiler Business co.uk forward slash reviews and check out how many times people say game changing. Okay. First and foremost, we deliver uh, business training uh, specifically for the plumbing and heating industry. It is foundations. We've spoken about foundations today. We've spoken about marketing and we've spoken about systems. Um, Beyond that, we do have a full program, a full six-month program. Beyond that, or as part of that, we have a a members club, right? When people are in the members club, it's a small community. We've got 40 40 heating businesses in there. Um, The knowledge that is shared, the um, motivation that goes as as part of, of this members club what happens in members club stays in members club. Okay. It is really, 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 I won't won't go too far into it. Just check out the reviews, the boiler business co.uk forward slash reviews. And what's new for uh, this coming year is we started expanding the the team here. Um, It's not just business training. What is coming out from, from underneath the hood is a partnership that I've got with, Long way right. yeah. uh, to to work on Payaka Heating Accelerator. Um, Payaka Heating Accelerator is basically going to be the CRM system for the heating industry. Boom, just like that. We're building uh, customer journeys. We're building in products 
we're building everything up certificates as well all pre-built in into a crm system that is just ready to go for the uk heating industry uh, beyond that what have i been looking at this morning is is seo and i'm building websites so you know it may take a, a, f- a few more months to to get all the pieces in in place but what will be on, on offer via the the boiler business is industry support you know there's a community 1500 people in in that community uh, industry support very friendly by the way um business training is is available you've got the free training then we've got the paid training marketing support and and systems systemization support so it you know it's the full the full bag mm. for specifically for the heating industry so if people want to keep up to date with that stuff the best place they should go right now is that the the facebook group uh facebook group to to get into the get into the community just just to get some exposure. 100% get in the community what's it, what's okay, it called? So facebook uh the boiler business facebook forward slash the boiler business uh, or just search the boiler business community. You can't miss it. Fifteen hundred um, people in there. Um, also, the website. I think it's fair to say now, the website's about about ready to go. So, anybody wants to come out and and find out a little bit more what we're up to, it's the boiler business boiler business co.uk. Cool, excellent, Tommy. It's been fantastic talking to you. There is so much more we could cover, and I'm sure we will in future. Uh, but we'll leave it there for now. We'll leave people wanting more. Thanks very much for everyone listening. Thanks very much for spending your time with us. And uh, we'll, no problem. we'll speak again very soon. Toodle pip. Cheers. If you're listening to the show, please hit the follow or subscribe button. It helps all the guests that you're listening to on the show and it helps us deliver more episodes full of top business tips.